Hello and welcome to The Insider. I'm Lisa Adams. Welcome to our viewers and to our listeners on the radio and on our podcast. Today we'll be learning about the nonprofit Julia Hospice and Palliative Care and plans to build it into a freestanding facility called Julia House to provide new health care services right here in Erie County. My guests today are Dr. Christopher Stralka and his wife Julie Stralka, founders of Julia Hospice and Palliative Care. Welcome. Thank you so much. Thank you, Lisa, for having us here. Yes, it's really a, an honor to be here. Well, thanks for coming in. I know you have this vision to build Julia House. We're going to get into that a little bit later. But first of all, Dr. Stralka, tell us about what you thought was missing in healthcare here in Erie and what you decided to do about it. I mean, you were in cardiac medicine, right? Yes, I was a, a cardiac surgeon uh, for uh, over 16 years. And during the time that I worked as a surgeon, um, I often came encounter with situations that uh, needed a, a high level of sensitivity to help patients navigate through. And when I retired from surgery, I decided to uh, do some fellowship training at the Cleveland Clinic. And while I was there, I had the pleasure of working at a freestanding hospice facility called the Simpson House. And it was an extraordinary facility. And uh, it was very apparent to me that uh, we didn't have a, a facility like this in, in Erie County and that we really needed it because it served uh, some specific needs that weren't being met. So Julia, I understand that you were an educator uh, by background and that was what your profession was here in Erie. So tell us a little bit about your background and what your role is gonna be, why you wanted to get on board with this idea. Well, I was working as a school principal in the Diocese of Erie and Chris came to me and he says, you know, there's such a need here for these services, for hospice and palliative care services. He had been in Cleveland, and as he said, he saw the need. And, you know, he was like, you know, they, these are in uh, Meadville, Warren, Cleveland, Pittsburgh, Buffalo. These facilities are everywhere, but we don't have anything here. And I decided to, to leave my position and to start Joy Hospice and Palliative Care with him. And, and it is your name that is, you're the namesake of the facility here. So, uh, Dr. Stralke, you mentioned that you had some special training in Cleveland. As, as boomers such as myself are aging, I mean, I understand that more and more families are going to need solutions for um, end of life uh, care or, or specialized care. So is that also part of your equation here? Absolutely. Um, our, I, I don't think it's a surprise of the, the demographics in Erie County show that we're an aging community and uh, we're actually getting sicker. So that's gonna present some challenges as we, as we move forward. And uh, I think we're gonna need better community-based services to address these needs. I think we're all comfortable uh, going to the hospital uh, when we need uh, acute medical care. But uh, for patients with serious illness, and we're, we'll be talking about that in more detail, for those types of patients, uh, trying to manage those patients in the community is, is often a better way. And this can become a real challenge for families, right, as what they thought started maybe as an acute hospital situation uh, morphs into something else if someone is not going to get well. Yes, and often the, the responsibility of, of caring for someone as they age and as the, uh, their illnesses progress <clears throat> uh, falls on the family. 
So we've kind of established the problem here and what got you thinking about doing something in Erie that you have seen happening in other communities around us. When we come back, we're going to explain more about the roles of hospice and palliative care, how they're different, and uh, hope you will continue to join us as we talk about this very important topic. Stay with us. Welcome back to The Insider. I'm Lisa Adams. My guests again today are Dr. Christopher Stralka and his wife, Julia Stralka, founders of the nonprofit Julia Hospice and Palliative Care. And they are working to build a freestanding facility that will be called Julia House. So we're using these, throwing these terms around, but let's make sure people understand the terms of exactly what we're talking about. So first of all, you, you brought along a great graphic that can help us illustrate this, but explain what palliative care is and, and what is hospice and how they, how they differ. Yes, uh, palliative is a difficult word. <laughs> it's difficult to pronounce, it's difficult uh, to define, and it's difficult to spell. But I think it's easier if we just replace the word palliative with supportive. So palliative care then becomes comprehensive supportive care to improve the quality of life and well-being of uh, anyone living with any uh, serious, uh, potentially life-threatening illness. So, so it's potentially life-threatening, not necessarily a fatal illness, but it could be. So you're talking about treating the whole person here, mind, body, ex uh, spirit, explain that. Yes, uh, traditional. Uh, healthcare really kind of focuses on illnesses and diseases uh, and one of the, the different aspects of palliative care is that it addresses um, the whole person and all of their needs including mind, body, and spirit. Um, it also is a type of care that uh, focuses beyond the patient and includes the family and the, and the caregivers and it is uh, team-based care. Uh, it involves uh, interdisciplines and multidisciplines coming together and trying to formulate the most effective care plan for the patient. Hospice is a type of palliative care, and I think there's confusion that, that palliative care and hospice are exactly the same, and they're, they're uh, very closely related, but they're not exactly the same. So hospice is really specialized end-of-life care. It's a type of palliative care, and where palliative medicine and palliative care are needs-based, um, hospice is really only eligible for someone where two physicians would agree, based on the natural history of their illnesses, running their natural course, that they're not likely to live beyond six months. Hospice, because it's end-of-life care, focuses on comfort, and, but it also includes bereavement support for the family, um, after the passing of a loved one. And what's really amazing about hospice care is that people don't ask for it until they have one or two days left of their life. You can get hospice care for six months before uh, two doctors say that you're going to pass away. So I, having lived through an experience with my mom when she was in a very serious car accident at 89 years old or so, something like that, um, I think defining whether somebody has a chance or doesn't have a chance really de depends on who you're working with. So, um, you know, family may believe this person has the capacity to get better because uh, we saw her yesterday before the car accident and we know her ability to fight, where caregivers might say, 
oh, people this age who've been through something like this just don't get better, you know, in hushed tones. So how do you, uh, how do you help define whether this is or isn't a person who can get better? And what will be different about what you're doing uh, than what happens at a nursing home or at a hospital when they're trying to make those decisions? Yeah, those are excellent questions. Uh, so uh, palliative care, again, uh, can help provide uh, services for anyone living with a serious illness. And again, uh, we can use those services to help someone transition to end of life care when it becomes apparent that that's where their journey is taking them. So people who are, are slowing down, requiring more uh, assistance with uh, basic activities of daily living, um, and people becoming more frail, uh, having more difficulty taking care of themselves, again, requiring more, more help. Uh, sometimes these are signs that someone is reaching uh, the end of, uh, of their lives. Uh, many of the serious illnesses that we uh, help patients with are progressive illnesses. They're not curable, uh, they're manageable, but heart disease, heart failure, uh, advanced lung disease, COPD, uh, dementia, most cancers, these are all illnesses that people can live with but eventually they're gonna progress and they're gonna reach the end stage uh, of the illnesses. So there are ways of, of telling when that is occurring. So your nonprofit exists already. You do have an office on Zook Road. So mm -hmm. explain to us what the services uh, of palliative care that Julia um, Hospice and palliative care is already offering versus what, well, we'll talk later about what you hope to provide in the future. So. Uh, let's take a look at this other graphic and tell us what kinds of things you're already doing here. Right, so our, our, our mission is more focused, our vision is very expansive, uh, and because uh, the, the needs of uh, residents of Erie County that are trying to manage with a serious illness uh, are so prevalent, um, we wanted to try and bring uh, these services uh, uh, to the community as, as quickly as we could. So, right, Julia Hospice and Palliative Care, the nonprofit organization, uh, owns and, and operates Julia Palliative Care, which is the office practice in palliative medicine. It's the first type of uh, medical practice like this ever in Erie County. So people are referred to you who need this kind of support, but they are uh, at home with their care at this point? Right, patients, because these uh, palliative uh, medicine services, palliative care services are fully covered by Medicare, um, Medicare patients can uh, self-refer. They can call up anytime they want, make an appointment uh, to meet with us, um, but patients can also be referred by their primary care physicians. And in fact, we see the Julia Palliative Care Services really dovetailing uh, and helping the, the primary care physicians. These patients are complex, they take a significant amount of time to be able to address all of the needs and, and often the primary care doctors just don't have that time. But we can take our time, we can help uh, explain uh, illnesses to both the patient and the family and the caregivers so that patients can make better shared decisions regarding care moving forward. This could be, I'm sure, the topic of an entire other show, but you did talk about pain management there, so I just wanna briefly touch on that. Uh, I know that uh, the opioid crisis uh, was a broad one, but it really crept into medicine care too, where it's sometimes easier to 
put a fentanyl patch on someone so they go to sleep and maybe they are not able to participate in their own care. So talk a little bit about how you navigate that pain management. Right, and that's a very fine line, but, but the whole purpose of palliative medicine is, is to improve quality of life, whatever that means to, to a particular person. So yes, we, we want someone to be comfortable and not suffering with pain or any distressing symptom, but we also want people to be able to uh, engage with their families and engage with the, with, uh, the activities that they want uh, to, to do uh, for as long as possible. So you're right, it is a fine balance. And the, the use of uh, opioid pain medications um, aren't as uh, tightly regulated when it's used for end-of-life care. So what you're doing, as we have mentioned, is leading toward your idea, your plans to build something brand new. And we're going to mm -hmm. talk about where that will be and what it will look like when we come back. Welcome back to The Insider. I'm Lisa Adams. My guest again, Dr. Christopher Stralka and his wife, Julia, founders of Julia Hospice and Palliative Care. That is a hard word to mouthful. say. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we are getting ready, though, to build a freestanding facility that they will call Julia House. So you do have the land yeah. to do this. Mm -hmm. I know there's a sign up there. So uh, we have a, a couple of pictures of, of what the piece of property looks like. So tell us where it is and, and how long you've been planning this. Oh, wow. Well, it's on West Road in McCain Township. Um, it's right off the 79, and it's perfectly centered in Erie County. So you have easy access no matter where you live. But you have not uh, broken ground yet. So here's, here's the space where it's going to be. Uh, so a good central location, as you've said, for Erie County. And I know that you have been working with an architect to design the facility yes. and so we can take a look at what it will look like when it's built. Tell us about this. Well this is the Julia House and it is an inpatient residential hospice facility. Um, everyone will have their own room, their own suite, with their own bathroom. As you can see there's doors that go outside of every room so patients can go outside. The rooms are large enough so people can have their loved one li live in you know, um, stay overnight in the room with them. Um, there's family rooms, there's a dining room, a family room, a chapel where families can be together. The point of the house is for people to live in the home and to have a, a high quality of life and to be with those that they love. So what will happen there that, that you can't do now? I mean, it is residential, as you said. Uh, about how many residential uh, people could? For the, fa the first phase, uh, we're talking uh, nine patient capacity. Okay, nine patients. And how would you decide uh, among the people that you're, you're working with now, for example, who get referred to you, who, right. who qualifies to be in the residential? So the, the, a t facility like this really serves two groups of hospice patients. The first are um, people who don't have a caregiver available where they're living 24 hours a day. For hospice care to be delivered effectively, some, someone needs, they need to have a caregiver uh, there with them. Um, and oftentimes when patients don't have a caregiver or they don't have the resources to pay for a, a paid caregiver, um, they're maybe looking at leaving where they wanna live and, and living in a, a nursing facility. 
but uh, the Julia House would be a, a different option because it's specifically designed for hospice or end-of-life care. The staff is going to be trained and credentialed in end-of-life care. Um, the second group of hospice patients, approximately a quarter of hospice patients annually, uh, develop a crisis, either pain crisis or symptom crisis, and they need a higher level of care. And the Julia House will also be an inpatient hospice facility that can provide that higher level of care. Right now in Erie County, it's difficult to find uh, a facility that could provide a higher level of hospice care, a skilled nursing facility or a hospital. And, and my fear is, is that patients who need this care aren't, aren't currently receiving it in Erie County. So, I mean, this may be complicated, but explain how what you would do there is different than what does happen in a nursing home. Well, uh, again, the focus is on quality of life and, and uh, allowing uh, families to be together uh, in a more liberal sense. So uh, the same types of safety regulations that you find in a nursing home, you, you don't have necessarily those same types of regulations in, in a hospice facility because it's, it's specialized in its end-of-life care. So you can allow families to be together, uh, again, allowing patients, to, uh, even in their beds, to be outside connecting with nature. Those are features that you're not likely to find in, in a lot of nursing homes. So um, how many people might you employ, and, and who would you be looking for here? Is it people with a nursing background? Then they'd have to go on and get that end-of-life training? Well, we're going to provide uh, uh, the training uh, ourselves. But uh, yes, these are registered nurses, uh, 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 certified uh, nursing assistants, um, and other clinicians, uh, licensed clinical social workers that are going to be part of our facility. What, when, even with the phase one, we're looking at probably over 30 full-time employees and, and almost 30 uh, clinicians. And Julia, explain a little bit more what your role would be. It would be administrative, and just working right. in this space in the last couple of years, are you getting the sense that the demand or the need for this is great? Oh my gosh, the, the need is, is unbelievable. We get calls, um, people that need a place for their loved one to be. Uh, either these people live out of town or they're working and they can't quit their job. We get calls all the time and they would, for, from people who would like to put their loved one in our facility. So it, um, it doesn't exist yet, but you showed us the piece of property there. I mean, the possibility exists for this to expand as, if the need expands? Oh, yes. Uh, we Definitely. anticipate that once uh, we're up and running and, the, and the, all of the patient services that we envision are, are available, that the, the need will become readily apparent and we uh, do have the space to, to expand if we need to. Of course, it takes funding to do all of this. We're going to talk about the fundraising effort to date and where it stands when we come back. Stay with us. Welcome back. Again, we've been talking with Dr. Christopher Stralka and his wife, Julia, founders of Julia Hospice and Palliative Care. So you have been working in the midst of a pandemic to try to do fundraising <laughs> yeah. to build Julia House. So talk about the support that you have so far, how much you hope to raise, how much you've raised. Well, we've raised about uh, almost half of what we need to start construction. We've done very well on Erie Gives Day. We've been 
We finished in the top 10 and top 12 over the past two years. Uh, our support has come from grants in the community, from local supporters. It's basically most of the most of the support has come from our community. And you uh, have a board of directors. You have uh, obviously being in the medical community here for a long time. I'm sure you have some support from the medical community too. Do they see that you're doing something that doesn't really exist in the hospitals and nursing homes? Uh, definitely the n nurses that work in the community do and the social workers do. Um, it is uh, uh, something that my medical colleagues need to get more comfortable with and, and realize the, the uh, benefit of having uh, this kind of supportive services for serious illness patients uh, and then when they transition to, to the end of their lives, this specialized end of life care. So it is a 501c3, it is nonprofit mm -hmm. status. I think you told me that maybe it's gonna be about a $4 million mm -hmm. investment. Of course, you're dealing with the same thing with regard to um, building materials and building yes. costs yes. and so on. So do you have a timetable for breaking ground on this? Well, we'd like to break ground in the fall, but it's gonna depend basically when we have the funds to do so. We plan to raise half and then go to the bank and get a loan for the other half. So um, talk about what people should do if they've heard the program today and they want to learn more about what you're doing or they would like to, to donate. What, what are the ways they can go about doing that? They can go to our website to learn more about us at juliahpc.com. Um, you can also call us at any time to ask any questions. We do have people that call. Our number is 814-440-3275. Um, if they want to make a donation, they can send it to Julia Hospice and Palliative Care, P.O. Box 353, McCain, Pennsylvania, 16426. Or you can go on our website and make a donation online. So say what the website is again, and on the website they would see the address that they're, yes. where they could send the check? Yes, yes. It's juliahpc.com. Uh, so... Uh, your hope is that uh, more people will understand what you're trying to do and get involved in supporting it. So for some families, um, this might come too late, but are those some of the people who are most supportive of what you're doing because they've lived through it? Absolutely. I think Julia has already alluded that we, we're already hearing uh, from members of the community who um, struggled, for the lack of a better word, with, with managing a loved one at the end of their lives. Uh, it's a very complicated, it's a difficult time. There's uh, a lot of uh, complexity in the medical uh, health care delivery uh, system that exists. And, and so, again, people need uh, better options, and, and we see ourselves um, being uh, additive to the services that currently exist in the community. There's, there's room to grow hospice or end-of-life care is not utilized in Erie County to the same level as it is nationally. So if all goes according to plan, we're just about out of time, and you do raise the funds and you do break ground by the end of the year, how soon might, might we see this up and running? It'll probably take about a year for construction to occur. So we're talking 2024 possibly for opening I'm date? I'm hoping 2023. <laughs> it's going to take a little bit of time to also recruit the staff training them and getting them yeah. getting everything ready well I know I have learned a lot uh, today <laughs> thank you so much both of you for being with us and as always thank you for joining us here on the insider if you have an idea you'd like us to explore just email me at aladdams at erienewsnow.com and join us again next time for the insider mm -hmm.